Welcome to the Eyewitness Podcast. This is the show for women who struggle to accept their worth, but want to embrace their gifts and share their witness for Jesus. This episode is part two of my conversation with Jenny Levitt. In the first part, Jenny had told us the significant trials her and her family had gone through and had just started to talk about the accident that took her son's life. This episode goes more in depth about how Jenny and her husband and family had dealt with that struggle. And so, you know, I was just like trying to pray and I couldn't wrap my mind around it, couldn't get my mind to focus. And I finally, I I still remember I was stopped right by the dining room table and I said, God, you know what? Enough. If you told me all those years ago that they were your boys and that you loved them even more than I do, then I'm going to have to take you at your word that you still love them more than I do, which I can't fathom, but okay. (laughs) And so, God, I'm choosing, I'm going to choose right now to trust you. And I'm Mm. just going to put it back in your hands that even if, even if it is our boys, I'm going to, I'm going to trust you that you said you love them even more than I do. And once again, that peace came over me where I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, Mm. even, even all these seven years later, I can still feel that peace when I talk about that time because God knew I needed that anchor because he knew that Jacob was already gone. I didn't know that, but he knew that. And he knew that I was going to need that anchor. Yeah. Um, So once again, you know, it was just those little, those little times where those little nuggets. Um, sometimes I have told people when I'm talking to them, like, don't discredit those little times that God plants those little seeds in your life. Hold on to them with everything that you've got because you don't know why he's putting that there. Yeah. You know, I, our God, our God is so good. I think it's, I think there's so many multiple reasons he does it. It can be to heal past wounds, past insecurities, areas where we don't feel like we deserve his love or his care, but then it can also be for something in the future that he knows is coming that we don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful way to look at that. And that's such a good point. Um, and you, I feel like you and your family have really embodied that so much, like how he has truly prepared you and, I am grateful to him for the peace that he gave to you because as a mother, I outside looking in, and I'm sure you've heard this probably throughout telling your story about this and just throughout your life that, you know, I'm sure you've heard like, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could handle that. And we, that's kind of the point we can't without him. You know, I'm so grateful that you, that you had that peace in multiple, you know, like you said, when he told you they were his and then also again in that moment at that moment, because that is, mm, that's tough. That's tough. And I appreciate you so much coming on and talking about that because it's, it's very, very hard. I love that your husband was trying to protect even in, in the midst of that. And he's been through, and like you said, like he's by your side, like through the cancer, through, Mm -hmm. through all of this, that is so great because a lot of times families, especially marriages, you know, one tragedy can shake that marriage up, you know, big time. 
but you guys are rooted in Jesus, rooted in that faith. Do, do you feel like it's it's going through all this has really strengthened you both a lot and fueled that togetherness in your marriage too? So just three months before we lost Jacob, there was a little girl in our church. She was seven or eight that died from brain cancer. And mm. we, my husband and I were the you know, we were the children's leaders, so we had walked that road with the parents. And so just three months before, we had told the parents, the stats are not on your side, that married marriages that lose a child, the odds are stacked against you that the marriage is not going to survive. Mm. And so then we lost Jacob three months later. We had been in ministry long enough that we knew that what we told them was right. Um, and I, I look back now and I think, you know, we had a solid foundation in our faith and we, we had been together a long time and it has still rocked our marriage on, in certain areas. And I, what I tell people is if there are cracks in your relationship or miscommunications or things you don't handle well, or a tendency to like, like I'll use myself as an example. I tend to with mm. kind of withdrawal and, mm. uh, shut down and that my husband is the opposite where he's just like, that makes him feel like I am wanting to distance myself completely from him and not want to work it out when that's really not to me. I'm trying to process. I'm trying to like, I don't want to say something that I'm going to really regret. Um, like it's just a different mindset. Yeah. And so then, then you have a serious trauma like this hit a marriage and you have to go into it being aware that we, and my husband and I are polar opposites on so many different things. Anyway, he's, uh, I mean, he, we're just completely different night and day. And then you have the fact that we're also male and female, that we grieve totally differently. And yeah. so, you know, there, you have to fight. You have to fight for your relationships that you want to survive. Um, it's, not, it's not just going to be handed to you on a silver platter. And we were good, solid Christians too, you know, and we still had to fight through those, ten, those human tendencies to revert back to what is comfortable, familiar, to not want to, to just not want to battle anymore. You can't, you got to fight through that and be like, no, you know what? Our marriage is worth fighting for. Um, our relationship is worth fighting for. And not to say that we've arrived because we haven't, but we have, we've come through, you know, a lot of the, the hardest times. And like, you know, you and I were, were sharing earlier is that I, I read or heard, I don't know, a long time ago that before you share something so close to your heart to make sure that you're speaking from a place of your scars and not your wounds. I really feel like my husband and I have, God has brought a lot of healing to those deep wounds. And so not to say that we've arrived because we have not. Um, but I do feel like our, our marriage is in more of a place of God has brought some healing salve to those wounded areas and some, there's scarring now. It still hurts. Um, that pastor that I told you about, um, that's in his eighties that they lost their daughter. 
his wife told me one time when I was talking to her, uh, and this actually made me feel better. It had been 37 years at that point, and she was crying when she was talking to me. And I remember thinking, mm. okay, I don't, I feel normal. Like if she's 37 years away yeah. and it still gets her thinking about her daughter that she lost. Okay. So I'm not like weird, you know, it's okay. And she told me, she said, Jenny, um, you know, you can think about the what ifs. And she said, sometimes we will, we'll sit around and think about, you know, I wonder how old she would be and if we'd have grandkids, but I can't let my mind stay there. I have to, it's not healthy. Um, you know, and we have to just say, you know what, God, thank you for those 15 years that we have. And we'll get, we're going to have all of eternity with her now. So kind of shifting that mindset and their marriage has survived. You know, they've been, oh, they've been married. Good. Yeah, they've been married. They've been a great example to us that a marriage can survive. It's worth fighting for. I love that you had them um, with a similar I don't love that they had to go through that too, but I, I love that you had them as like, kind of like a mentor, you know, I mean, it really is so true how God puts mm -hmm. people in your path to help, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. man, I love that you said, I love how you said about, um, sharing things from your scars, not your wounds. It's so yeah. profound. It really is because it, it, there is a difference. Once you have actually felt the scarring and the scar, the scars start to, like you said, it's like that salve of healing just on your soul and on your heart. And then you can really yeah. help a lot of people. I love that you guys it, are reaching out to try to help and try to walk alongside people, um, especially in your church. Just sharing your story with somebody can really, I mean, it can make such a huge difference. And then especially coming on and talking to me today, I mean, just sharing how you have gone through it is amazing it, it can really really because that's the thing people go through these things it's not especially once you once you're a believer once you believe in jesus you 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 declare him as your savior it is not you know saying you're never gonna have heartache you know there there's gonna be times it's it's sometimes almost harder because you know um there's gonna be struggle there you know i mean but having him, he's, he's there to walk alongside you with it. So I love that you're taking that and taking your pain and, and trying to help that same thing with others. You know, it even says in the Bible, Paul had said how we comfort one another with these words, you know, and that's kind of the point, you know, because no matter what, we're, there is going to be suffering. There's going to be difficult times. Like you said before, how you've gone through these seasons, you know, and how this, this healing is, is kind of building on itself, you know, that's so true. I think that people, I think because you had that foundation and like you said, to keep focus on those small nuggets of, of wisdom and, and, and peace and understanding that God gives you, because in those moments, it's not this big grand thing. Sometimes it's that small, still voice that really is going to give you that comfort and reassurance. And I think, you know, I love that you said that because it's so yep. true because we are human. We're going to, we're going to go mm -hmm. to the muscle memory of anger and, and fear and, and all of this and, and those small mm -hmm. moments and that small voice and, you know, of him inside of us is going to really build 
and help us in our weakness. You know, he even says in our, in our weakness, he is strong. So I love that you had that through this journey because it is very difficult, the path that you guys have walked, but walking together, you and your husband and your son. So Caleb is doing well now. So Caleb, Caleb had a lot of healing to go through as well. He did. And you know, he is, how old, how old is he now? How, how, um, what's he, what's he getting into now? How is he doing? <laughs> he is 27 now and he, oh, yeah, wonderful. before the accident happened, he already had his associate's degree and then it took him about a year after the accident he had to learn how to walk again. Like there was so much physical therapy and cognitive therapy. And mm. I didn't even, there was like four different types of therapies that he had to do afterwards. So it took about a year for him to yeah, be able to like rejoin the world. <laughs> and uh, so he, he did go back for his bachelor's degree and he is currently a elementary school teacher in the County that we used to live in awesome. up in Northeast Florida. And some exciting news is he just proposed to his girlfriend on, on Black Friday. And uh, she said yes. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So we're excited. That's wonderful. Oh, we're congratulations. Excited. Oh. So they'll be getting married next year. So we're, we are. We're super excited. And and he is also, oh. he, he's been really kind of praying about and seeking God's wisdom on yeah. Um, if there's anything that he can do, he really has a heart for people like him that have lost a sibling because he, he didn't find a whole lot of resources out there to help him. Mm -hmm. it's, there's more out there for people, for parents. And when he actually told me that, I started looking to see if I could find anything to direct him to. And there, there really isn't a whole lot out there for people that have lost a sibling. And not just in a tragic way like this, but just kind of on the whole. Yeah. There's just not a whole lot out there. So he's been, he's been considering, you know, some, some steps he might be able to take to just help other people. He had to navigate through, I mean, he's got, a, he's got his whole, a, a, an entire testimony of his own of, he had to navigate through anger towards God and towards the other driver and um, even towards himself. He battled with survivor's guilt mm. and just he just he has his own his own story that, you know, he could really yeah. help some people, I think, that are struggling with some of those issues from losing a sibling as well. Yeah, for sure. So for sure, especially because they were so young and it's so easy especially when you're you're young you just don't have the years of experience behind you you know to and that, that but i don't know you guys are pretty awesome i mean at 22 you know you you uh, <laughs> deal with you know the yeah. cancer and everything too so you you were such a good example i feel like with that strength and um you and your husband together so i'm so happy that he had you look to but yeah i was gonna say that about the survivor's guild i wonder if he struggled with that you know because it's his brother yeah. and especially you know if he's driving and all of that so that's mm -hmm. i'm glad that he's worked through that and you know and he's a teacher like what an amazing job i mean at elementary school he's like shaping mm -hmm. young minds every day and then to to want to reach out and kind of share mm -hmm. his story too i think that that's just so inspiring mm -hmm. you know you guys 
Good people. (laughs) It's wonderful. Honestly, I, you know, I love that, um, that you're here talking about it. I, I'm, I can't wait to share the episode and to, to go through it and, and just share it because it's, it's tough. And it's, I like that you said, you always think it's going to happen to somebody else and then it doesn't. And then when it happens to you, it's like, you think, you know, mm-hmm. how am I going to ever handle that? But I love that God was always with you, was always with all of you, mm-hmm. even in the fear and anger. And even in, through that, you know, he like walked you through that which is wonderful. And I love that you're sharing your story. I, I like to ask the guests on the show, and I know that you've already shared a couple verses with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate that. I love the verses that you shared mm-hmm. um, in Romans and then also about how God doesn't leave us or forsake us. I'll definitely put those in the show notes because I feel like it's such a... Mm-hmm. When we go to that muscle memory with all that pain, you know, instead of going to like what we want to do in our flesh. It's so good to have a verse, even one verse to take with us to have that Mm -hmm. truth, you know? So thank you so much for Mm -hmm. sharing those verses. I'll definitely, like I said, put links in the show notes for the listeners too. So they can always take those, those verses because God does work all things for good, even if we can't see it. Yeah. (laughs) Which most of the time we really can't. I mean, he's very, he's very, uh, He's very mysterious in his timing and in his ways. There is one more I'd like to share. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Great. Great. There is one more I'd like to share. Yes, share. Then after the accident, after the accident, one of the verses that I felt like God gave me for that season of of healing, everybody knows Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. Mm. You know, everybody knows that one. A lot of people don't keep reading, though. And right after that, verses 12 and 13, so Jeremiah 29, all the way through 13. So, yes, he does have plans to give us a hope and a future. But right after that, he says, if you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. Mm. And after the accident, that, more so than the most common, widely known, verse 11, was crucial to me because there were times when God felt so distant. And I know that part of that is the grief, but there were times when God felt so distant Mm -hmm. and, or I just didn't understand. I couldn't wrap myself around why, you know, or whatever those questions are. Mm -hmm. And God would bring me back to that, that verse that if you seek me and you really, you seek me with your whole heart, you'll find me. And that was crucial in recentering me when I got off course. You know, when I wouldn't even realize I'm down a rabbit trail in my thinking. <laughs> and God would remind me of that verse and it would like re anchor me on hope, truth, faith that if I just seek Him, if I seek Him with everything I have within me. I don't have to understand. I may never understand. I may understand a little tidbit here, but then get the full thing in heaven. I don't know. Uh. But I do know that if I really seek him with my whole heart, I will find him. And he has proven faithful even in that. You know, sometimes those questions um, have been answered. And sometimes they're, they're still questions that I may never know the answer until, you know, eternity. And I get to ask him one day, um, why, why, why did it have to happen that way? Yeah. 
So, so that is one thing that I would love to leave with, leave your listeners with is that if you really seek him, he will provide answers. It may not be in the timing that you want (laughs) or even in the way that you are thinking the answers will come, but he will provide those answers if you really seek him. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I appreciate you sharing that so much because that is, that is so true. And that is, I, Mm -hmm. wow. To go from, and that's such a good point too, the future and the hope, but then you seek him, you know, and I love that you shared too, that you were so honest about like, you know, there were times of anger and fear and just getting frazzled with Mm -hmm. emotion because that's going to come. It's going to come. It's inevitable. And the fact that you could kind of go to that, that's, that's great. And I think that'll really help, um, especially the women listening to this who, you know, struggle with Mm -hmm. a similar challenge, you know, losing a son um, or a child or struggling in very fearful situations, cancer. I mean, Mm -hmm. that diagnosis alone, especially, you know, metastasized and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, a stage, stage four. I mean, it's, it's, it's very scary and struggling. And there's so, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like the number one thing that you want to say to God, why, 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 why did this Mm -hmm. happen? But, Mm -hmm. you know, you finding that comfort is very encouraging. It encourages me very much so. And I'm sure it's going to encourage Mm -hmm. people listening to this. And I appreciate you sharing that so much. You're welcome. I I don't want people to think that we're superhuman or anything. We're just like (laughs) you. We have the same same fears, same, same struggles. We've just found God to be faithful. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's it. And that's what, you know, and we're not even meant to. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that I, that I usually share and I've shared with, um, like on my, on my blog, I've shared with different, different people is that, you know, we are not meant to be like, quote unquote, good enough. Like there's no, mm-hmm. you know, we're meant to have flaws. We're meant to be that way. So we can rely on him to really guide us because, you know, in our weaknesses, he's strong. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I love that, that you shared that. That is such a powerful verse. Well, verses in Jeremiah too. That's wonderful. I can't wait to put that in the notes too. So where can we find you? If somebody wants to go find out more about you, I understand that you actually, um, just released a new book talking about, you know, your struggles and, and talking about different things. Do you want to tell, tell the listeners a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. My, since my husband is a pastor, he kind of jokes that, um, he's the preacher. So he's the one who does the speaking in the family. And, and he, since the accident, he's, he's shared our story and everywhere from like mock DUIs at the high schools down to small groups at churches and stuff, you know, wherever they ask him, he, he shared our story and he'll kind of tailor it for the audience. And inevitably people would come up to him afterwards and be like, well, what's the rest of the story? And he would say, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm the, I'm the preacher. My wife's the writer. And I'm like, what? But that's kind of how, that's kind of how it evolved. And um, yeah, so I just, just wrote our book and we strategically released it on November 25th this year, which was Black Friday, but it was also, it would have been our son's Jacob's 25th birthday on the 25th of November. So we released it on that day. Um, it's called God Prince, Finding Evidence of God in the Shattered Pieces of Life. 
so it tells the rest of our story. It goes into a lot more detail about when I had cancer, even the time when we lost everything, we were homeless, and then the accident and everything. And there's also, I also have a website. It's jennylevitt.com, so my name. And, uh, you know, folks can check it out there. And I have the photo gallery that kind of goes with the book, and that's open to everybody, even if you don't read the book or get the book, you can still kind of scroll through and I have captions that I've, you know, so people can kind of get a feel for that and look at some of the things I've shared, you know, some of the tips that we've, yeah, things that have gotten us through some of those hard times. And I'm going to continue to build on that. And I want it to be a, a place where people can come for practical help, a place that I wish we had had seven years ago. Yeah. You know, a place that I wish we could have gone to and been like, I just, am I normal? Where can I go for help? Does anybody understand this? What are some resources? What are some podcasts? Like, I want yeah. it to be that people can come and get some some hope. I'm, I'm hoping to, um, you know, have some interviews with some other people that have overcome adversity and, you know, have those kind of things too. So it'd be a place of of not just help, but hope and healing too. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Jenny. God is really working things for good through your ministry, through reaching out. And like you said, even just helping, even if you just help one yes. person struggling after a similar mm -hmm. thing, then it's powerful, mm -hmm. you know, yes, but yes, I appreciate you so much coming here and sharing your story today. I will put links to your website and link to the God Prince book in the show notes. And Jenny, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much for, for talking with us today on the eyewitness podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. I hope you enjoyed today's show. You'll find links to what we discussed in the blog post version of this episode at eyewitnesspodcast.com. And our show is brought to you today by the Wilson shop on Etsy. Beautiful designs and encouraging words can change the world. If you're looking for positive messaging on your favorite apparel, journals, and home decor, visit thewilsonshop.com. If this episode encouraged you, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app or podchaser.com. I'm so grateful for this time with you and thank you for listening.